Welcome to the Crypto Assets and Blockchain Podcast. As a disclaimer, I currently have very little skin in this game. Um, I find it very interesting and I will try to give you an inspirational talk about what the blockchain could do um, on the labor market. Um, and um, we will see whether you will find that interesting in the end as well. Um, I'm an economist by training, originally. And as an economist, um, you look at markets, you try to, uh, to learn about market structures. And um, with the emergence of the blockchain, we see many new types of markets, many new types of market structures that um, wield the potential um, of being maybe even more efficient and certainly even more competitive um, than some of the markets um, that we've seen so far. Um, markets with their own currencies that have um, a point of, that have a, a specific point of trust um, at their center. Having said that, if there is a technological revolution coming, um, the revolution, a revolution relying on markets that have no central source of trust at the origin, if that revolution is coming, it is certainly still early days. And personally, many of the schemes and business models um, that are out there in the crypto sphere, um, personally, I don't find them so convincing. Yet there is a reason for optimism, because the problem that the blockchain solves, or that a blockchain solves, um, is a quite fundamental problem, an important problem um, for our living together. And today I will present you one application um, that, I will be, that I believe um, we will see in action implemented um, using a blockchain probably in the course of our lifetime. Um, a blockchain is about trust and it is about credibility. And when you think about a major sector of society that lends its inherent trust, its inherent credibility to others, that major sector is education. We all spend a huge chunk of our lives in education. And as a result of that, um, well, hopefully maybe we all know a bit more, um, but as a result of that, we are seen as qualified um, we uh, receive um, the opportunity to perform certain tasks and to work certain jobs. And this qualification is established and conveyed through a degree, is conveyed through certificates. And certificates are still largely a pen, a stamp, a paper, a fare nowadays. Certificates are important at the point of application, once you decide to throw your hat into the ring for something. And quite a few people uh, feel nowadays that the application system itself is broken, that the qualifications that people receive, maybe the personal aptitude to, uh, to perform a certain task is not really taken into account and that the results um, they get are random at best or maybe uh, even biased. Mm. 
And that is despite the wealth of HR startups that are working on matches. Um, the perfect job doesn't just find you. Um, instead, it is the, the process for many is laden with rather stupid company admin interfaces, um, seemingly random requirements, and um, totally non-transparent, and let's face it, mostly negative results. Mm. I do have slides, actually. We were at the, at the bad results that many, many people feel the application uh, system currently turns out. And those results are unsatisfactory, um, largely because many of the things that HR departments do nowadays, they still largely do them by hand. Um, fancy applicant tracking systems do little more than filling in tables for recruiters um, to work with. And um, job boards, where you see job ads and where you can apply for jobs, are, la are nothing much more than uh, huge seek-and-find pages um, of a digital newspaper. And I think the blockchain technology um, has the potential, with its ability to regulate data ownership um, and allow for large-scale data analysis, the blockchain technology has the potential to change that um, unsatisfactory um, status quo. To understand how this can happen, it would be um, maybe good to talk uh, to a labor economist who um, has dealt with education and also with the HR departments of some companies, and that is the reason why you have to bear with me today. Um, okay, now we have the slides. Okay, we're done. So now you're missing my two co-founders because they would have been uh, on the on the wall. Um, I'm the founder. I'm one of the founders um, of Candidate Select. Um, we are a startup. Um, we started originally in 2015 with the mission to make higher education degrees uh, more comparable. And my two co-founders, which you can not see, are Max and Philip. And um, the mission is to do. The mission was to do it for Germany and essentially worldwide at some point uh, in the future. How do we achieve that? How could you make higher education degrees more comparable? Um, what we did was um, we realized that the grade that you have, uh, that you get churned out from the university, um, that is meant to convey the information how well did somebody do in, uh, in that university, does not actually um, does not actually provide that information. And this is because the people on the receiving end, which is largely the recruiting departments, um, they lack a lot of the context information. Um, if you think about Germany alone, you have got 30,000 different study programs. And um, that is just too much. The complexity is too high for any uh, recruiting department to actually maintain an overview and uh, know what uh, the specific qualification um, of a candidate uh, is worth. Um, and the difference in grading itself is already astounding. Um, you have the grading scale from 1 to 4 in Germany, and you, you've got study programs at the University of Heidelberg. There are some master programs where the average grade is a 1.1. So everybody essentially gets a perfect score. 
And then on the other hand of the spectrum, you have universities and study programs where the average grade is a 2.8, is a 2.7, um, which is by many people seen as quite a poor school, actually. And um, when you don't have that context information and you just receive an applicant and the applicant has a 2, you don't really know whether that was successful locally at the university in that program or whether it maybe was not so um, successful. Um, with that context information, we already understand much better um, how an applicant um, did. You now just have to trust me that the slides are <laughs> really pretty. <laughs> yeah. um, the second question we do, or the second question you need to answer when you try to provide relevant context information was how competitive is the program? Because um, quite naturally, some university programs, they require stellar CVs for you at the entry. And when you are topping your class at a university that requires a stellar CV, um, then that has a different information, that has different content than uh, when you are at a, at a less competitive program, maybe at a program where there was uh, no entry requirement uh, or maybe even advertising. And what we, what we use is we use the uh, largest German student survey, um, which we also initiated um, in our PhDs back in 2012, which is called Fachkraft 2020. And since 2012, we have surveyed a quarter million students um, with IQ tests and personality tests. And we base a ranking on these IQ tests and personality tests, get an impression how good different study programs, how competitive different study programs are, and uh, then we produce a score where we use the grade distributions, where was the person uh, locally, uh, how successful uh, was he or she in the study program, and combine that with the information of the competitiveness. And um, now um, there are some larger companies um, who, are use, who use this. Um, I think our most prominent customer is probably um, currently the Boston Consulting Group, but there's also some um, other large companies like Evonik Industries, Airbus, uh, and Thyssen who use it in recruiting. Um, but I can hear the question uh, in your mind. Um, this is an interesting story. How is it relevant here? Um, the point that makes it relevant is that um, we are taking, we are take, we have taken one aspect that was a bit deficient maybe before, that wasn't really usable before, and we've provided context information with it, and suddenly you get something that is a predictor for job, for job performance. Um, for everyone who's interested, um, we've produced a little, um, a little uh, paper where we, dis where we show um, responsibility, where we show um, a, a, um, where we show results from our clients, um, experience, what's the word I'm looking for, where we show experiences from our clients, and um, we can see that we can suddenly predict how somebody will do um, as a trainee, how somebody will do as an, as an entry-level position, which the grade itself could not have predicted, where there's zero correlation when you just take the grade as it comes on the, on the degree, and when you give the context information, suddenly you hold something valuable. Um, the point is that if you can do something like that with the, with the degree, um, it is not all too far-fetched that you can do something similar with other context information. 
um, context information for how well people perform in certain jobs, context information for what people bring with them on their CVs at the point of application, um, or the information how well somebody performed in a previous assessment test. And with the blockchain, you suddenly get into a situation where you can empower the applicant um, to take control of that data, to decide um, to release his or her specific qualifications um, to a potential employer, to a potential company. The new element here is the particular element of control. It is not forgeable, they own the data, and they can even be rewarded for sharing the data. I'm talking about a full mapping of the labor market with a precise knowledge of the supply of skills and the demand for it. Dozens of HR startups may function as intermediaries analyzing data and suggesting good matches for applicants and companies. If you do that, you make the application process for the applicant much more pleasant. Um, if you think about what happens at the moment, you send out 10 applications. If you're lucky, you get uh, elevated to join uh, the assessment rounds in four, and then you basically perform very similar tasks in these assessment rounds. Um, you have to do an assessment test, you maybe do a telephone interview, um, and you do that four times, and eventually you get a job, and all this is repeated. Um, with something like the blockchain, it could be that you have some central institution doing an assessment test, um, evaluating a certain candidate, and then multiple companies actually looking at that, uh, at that information um, that has been won, um, that has been elicited. The companies might also be in favor of it, because right now they're already used to paying um, to get uh, qualified candidates and um, the application process for them is also quite expensive. By uh, cutting, by cutting uh, down on the, uh, on the actual overhead, um, you, might, um, you might get um, the companies um, on board with that as well. Ah, okay. So this is Max and Philip. Um, where I said that I thought it would come uh, eventually and that we would see it in our lifetime. And this uh, huge blockchain labor market vision um, that I've just told you about is not it. Um, that I think there's a potential to, uh, to develop um, what I think um, is uh, an incremental step towards that and as such far more likely um, is that green box which we see over there, which I've uh, entitled universities, and that is about data validation. 
um, essentially. Um, for schools and universities, putting results uh, on a blockchain saves a huge amount of hassle. Currently, students um, ask for transcripts and need to provide um, certified copies, which is basically just a Xerox copy with somebody of authority saying um, that it has, has not been tampered with. Um, and in the future, I'm quite confident they will have a key and uh, they can give that to the recruiter and the recruiter can just verify that a certain degree is um, actually accurate. And that will mean that it's impossible to fake degrees from now on. So there will be uh, no more heart surgeons who never went to medical school. Um, and uh, that itself, um, I think, is some progress. And we do not need much for that. In a way, um, what we are doing um, at CASE is already not so far from it. Um, we elicit a lot of uh, university information. Um, we issue certificates ourselves, maybe at some point also on the blockchain. And if you just provide um, universities um, with, an, with an interface um, to use, then um, maybe we can start a wave um, and get them, get more of them on the blockchain. Um, such kind of change will, of course, come slowly to these dignified and old institutions um, like Bonn University, which is Poppetsdorf Castle um, up there. Um, but since there's already uh, some nice um, free projects that are going on, there's the Block Search project, for example, from the MIT, um, I think it is quite likely that at some point uh, these uh, institutions um, will follow that and will also put their degree information uh, on the blockchain. When it comes to us, um, we are mostly um, concerned with expanding our own, uh, our own services in the um, old labor market or in the, in the current labor market, um, convincing more and more companies that university degrees uh, are actually a very, very sound predictor um, of how somebody uh, will do in a trainee program or somebody will do in a, at an entry position. Um, our product is digital. You, you put in these five pieces of information about the degree, the uh, grade, etc., and then you get, a, uh, you, get a, you get an assessment back, and as such, it is actually quite um, tokenizable. And so it could be that uh, in the uh, medium run, um, you would also see um, an ICO from us, which we would use in order to um, increase the international component that we have. Um, since January, we are also um, comparing uh, degrees from the United Kingdom. And when we think about um, where we are in Europe and that we want to be living in a common European labor market, then I think um, better comparability of university education, greater comparability of uh, degrees would be one welcome part of that. Um, yeah, and maybe when we, uh, we could also act as a facilitator to help universities actually use the, the block search project or some other project to put degrees up on the blockchain, and maybe we will actually arrive at that bigger labor market vision um, that I've outlined a minute ago. Um, 
yeah so if you have any questions i would be very happy to take them thank you